Do you th- believe that the fact that Arweave is permanent, does that inspire you that like the stories that you're helping people tell will be around forever? Yeah, definitely, yeah. The technology and also the ideology of Arweave is really cool. And uh, I ha- I, sorry, I haven't seen any kind of like similar projects within this domain, within this Web3 domain. Like Arweave can be so inspiring to people everywhere, yeah. And you see, we've have already got a bunch of cool guys, engineers, artists like you, that demonstrate that we can really change a lot of things, including somehow the financial situations of artists. This is, I think, inspiring enough to let other artists everywhere to join this kind of you know move you're tuned to the rcast where we talk about the blockchain on the rcast and how your data remains it's the rcast where our drive is the topic censorship resistant permanence yeah we got it welcome to the rcast this is episode eight with yin Kao, who's an angel investor a crypto art collector and the managing director of the digital renaissance foundation we did this interview while he was in shanghai and it was really cool because I'd never talked to anyone on the Rcast who was answering my questions from China. So it was really cool. I linked with Yin Kao because if any of you heard the Pianity episode, Kevin, the founder of Pianity, talked about how Yin Kao really helped to amplify that project and was a huge reason why it helped get its first start. Yin Kao runs the Shanghai Gallery on Decentraland. You can check it out. There's a link on his Twitter page. He's at CAO. Armand, Cal Armand. And I'll put that link in the description, but be sure to check that out. So it was a really cool interview with someone who's doing a lot to help bring a voice to a lot of people who are disenfranchised. And Yin Cao is a very optimistic, cool person who sees a lot of potential in the future of NFT art. We have our public drive bounty ending this Sunday, the 13th. So if you want to win two AR, upload your favorite manuals, anything in the public domain, anything you own the rights to, and we will have our community call this coming February 15th. We'll share the link at 2.30. It starts at three o'clock and we'll announce the winner. We just dropped a video about some of our favorite NFT projects, so check that out. Be sure to keep following the R Drive socials and uh, we'll keep it popping with the permanence. This is our interview with Yin Cao. All right, friends, welcome to another episode of the Rcast. I'm here with Yin Kao, who's an angel investor, a crypto art collector, the managing director of the Digital Renaissance Foundation, and he is coming to us from Shanghai right now. And this is a special, special interview. So, Yin, how are you doing? Hi, Angel. Glad to see you. Uh, sorry, glad to hear from you, sir. And thank you. I'm very fine. Thank you. I'm based in Shanghai, and it's been a festival in China now. So, how has everything been over there with the pandemic? Does it feel like things are starting to be more normal, or is it still kind of difficult? What's your experience been? Difficult. I think it's difficult. You know. Uh, you know, at large, the COVID is not a problem here, but somehow the quarantine policies, very strict, stupid quarantine policies, really cause a lot of troubles to people in China. Shutdown cities very frequently, even for cities like Shenzhen, Hangzhou, the government shut down the city just due to some very, you know, some cases, some Omicron cases. But you see from some other parts of the world, like you know, in the Portuguese, 
uh, in Portugal and in London, Omicron is is in a very quite normal. But in China, Omicron is still a huge problem. So, do you think that the government reacted in a stricter way compared to the previous cases of the SARS outbreak? In China, the situation is totally different since the government, especially Xi Jinping, the president, has totally. I think somehow like you know, uh, politicalized the the COVID situation, yeah, the COVID the pandemic. He is going to somehow to showcase that he is you know almighty. He can deal with all these kind of situations, including pandemic. So everything is politi- uh, politicalized in China, including COVID. This is why the situation, you know, is totally different in China and、uh, with outside of China. I'm just amazed that we're talking about this. That you're in China, you're able to speak freely about it, and that you've been such a passionate advocate of the Arweave project and digital art. I spoke to Kevin, and he explained how you were a big reason why Pianity got its first boost of awareness. Uh, we linked because you bought one of my NFTs on Pianity, and so I'm just really amazed that you're able to embrace free speech and art when the I guess the worldwide perception is that it's kind of it seems like it's a dangerous or a surprising thing to have it embraced in China. I mean, you were speaking so freely about this. Let's talk a little bit about Energy Blockchain Labs. Your entrance into decentralized finance and how you discovered Arweave.、Uh, Arweave, yeah, Arweave is kind of you know, a very good, very good、uh, investment from my side, and I invest into a, a variety of those you know good projects. Arweave definitely is, I think, is the, one of the coolest projects among those my porf- portfolio companies. And from that side, and、uh, I invest into a bunch of those you know so-called Arweave ecosystem projects or. Projects are built upon our web, like、uh, Pianity definitely is one of them, and、uh, also like、uh, AI Drive and、uh, Permcast, and、uh, also like a、uh, Vertu Exchange, Ever Finance, and a lot of other cool our web teams. I love our web just because you know besides somehow the cool technology here and、uh, the vibe and、uh, the somehow you can say. The value、uh, we cherish inside our Weave ecosystem is also a, a kind of you know a plus for the investment. I met a lot of cool guys. Kevin definitely is one of them, and also you is also one of them, and also other those engineers, advocates, artists, and also some other you know cool. Uh, investors as well inside the the community. It bring me something, you know. Remember me something like the very early day of the crypto community. People,、uh, who people like, like you guys and also other you know engineers, not only talking about like uh one moon, uh one one hundred k. Sorry, I mean this price is BTC. People also yeah take a lot of you know. Time and resource to build something really cool, and、uh, also in that early day of crypto, it is a very small community. Yeah, not very popular, not very common, and、uh, people you know happy happy each other. Yeah, this is something you can still find. You can still find inside our Weave community. 
I think this is the most somehow the point or the value I'm looking for inside the Aweave community. You found that there's something interesting about it, something special about it, and it seems that you're really drawn to the creative side of it, the cool side of it, and the expressive side of it, which that's exactly what um, Sam Williams said when I talked to him at the Arweave party in New York a few months ago. He said that he is excited about Arweave because in other crypto spaces, it's kind of like a Las Vegas uh, slot machine, right? It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like when moon, and, and whereas this project has utility, and mm-hmm. you've also been doing a lot with the Digital Renaissance Foundation in other places. Like I was reading, is it true you were working with um, some artists in Estonia? Did I read that right? Uh, some politicians and uh, some cool engineers in Estonia. It's just really interesting that it seems to me. Yin, that you are an optimist. You believe in the power of Web3 to make the world a better place um, in a time that's really difficult. Do you feel like art and blockchain has the potential to make the world better? Do you believe in that? Or what are your thoughts on that question? Uh, definitely, definitely. I believe in that. Things you see, yeah, definitely this just, I mean, this era is not a very good era for, 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 for human beings, especially for, I think, for people who living in some big countries like you guys in living in the States and also our people living in China. Things you see, the situation here is that uh, corporations, those huge corporations, uh, and also the governments, they are, they are going to, in the future, to somehow, you know, take advantage of the people via some, you know, some cutting edge technologies like big data and also artificial intelligence, 5G, and also those, you know, those very efficient information technologies. So to oversee and even somehow to manipulate the, the people, the ideas of people, and also a lot of those other things. So I think Web3, together with crypto technologies and also some other cool technologies can save people from this kind of situation, some very awful situation in the future. And to bring back the true freedom of speech and also freedom of a lot of other things to people everywhere. And uh, this is one of the reasons that I would like to work with some cool guys in Estonia. Since they started a very cool project called the, the e-residency, and it's kind of like you know something like a DAO or a DAO similar like something like that, which that somehow they were sorry they were going to bring back the kind of the you know the freedom and the, the true democracy to their so-called e-residence. I mean, so e-residence inside the community, but seems, you know, a lot of things have changed since that day. I mean, since the very beginning of the e-residency program. So now somehow the e-residency program is going to be something another of, I mean, I mean another version of people who proposed in the early days. Uh, that's why I turn to some other cool technologies like the Weave and also some other cool, you know, uh, so-called e-governance projects in the yeah in the in the field. 
and uh, to look something like a substitute to the previous uh, e-residency program. And uh, also uh, talking about art, I think art in the current era is not just somehow like a collection, a very precious pieces that to showcase your social status. I think now art is something that people use art to advocate the value they cherish. And also art is something like you know, it, it can perform like, uh, like uh, something you can identify yourself among some other cool guys. And uh, art is also, I think, in the future, can create a new narratives for people everywhere to demonstrate the value they believe in. Yeah, this is why I sponsor a lot of those like, I mean, kind of like uh, galleries and also those uh, marketplaces like, like, like Super Real or No Origin and On Cyber and a lot of some other cool marketplaces. Since I would like to have to bring more of this kind of values to people globally and to let those guys know that, especially among those third world countries, uh, maybe people who are lacking of some kind of those, you know, those opportunities to let people of other parts of the world to hear from them. But why crypto art, why decentralized network, they can have this kind of opportunity to be heard everywhere. So I think together with the Web3 concept and also uh, the, the decentralization of art, creation, curation, exhibition, and also together with somehow some other cool, you know, crypto technologies in the DeFi, we may create a new paradigm for people everywhere. I think that's beautiful. And I think that is very optimistic. And I think that the thing that has drawn me to music as, um, someone who studied literature in college and then uh, became a rapper, what what mm -hmm. drew me to it was the storytelling, right? Because especially rap music, hip hop music is all about the words. And the people who created rap music in New York in the 70s and 80s mm -hmm. really believed that it had the power to tell stories and shine light on people who were kind of ignored by a certain media perspective. Yeah. And do you believe that the fact that our weave is permanent does that inspire you that like the stories that you're helping people tell will be around forever yeah definitely yeah the technology and also the ideology of our weave is really cool and uh, I, I sorry i haven't seen any kind of like similar projects within this domain within this web3 domain like a weave can be so inspiring to people everywhere yeah, and uh, you see, uh, we've have already got a bunch of cool guys, engineers, artists like you, that demonstrate that uh, we can really change a lot of things, in, uh, including somehow the financial situations of artists. This is, I think, inspiring enough to let other artists everywhere to join this kind of, you know, move. There is famously with record labels and even Spotify and web two ways of spreading music and spreading art, there are limits to that. And we've seen that though the people who make the money in that world are the people who own the web two platforms. Um, mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could talk a bit about the digital 
Renaissance Foundation. You're the managing director for this project. They have a residency, a digital residency. Yeah, actually, uh, this is not somehow like a crypto project. It's like you know a foundation. Uh, me together with some other cool friends, some uh, various, various, several, you know, cool friends in Finland, in Estonia. We invested in our money into this foundation, and then this, you know, like a VC firm, like an entity, we invest into some other cool projects together globally, especially for like NFT and crypto art and also definitely Web3 infrastructures, uh, things like somehow like uh, 2000, I think later 2017, yeah, like 2017. And uh, actually from the beginning, the idea popped up like somehow since we, so we are the earliest e-residents uh, in Estonia and also in China from my side. And then we decided that somehow we should do something to help other e-residents everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so we, you know, we put some our own money into this foundation, and uh, we're going to support to, you know, to invest into the early stage, very early stage projects within the ecosystem, the e-residency ecosystem. And uh, then, but we found that, you know. A lot of those e-readers in, in the ecosystem actually were crypto people. So we mm. expand our portfolios outside of the e-residency ecosystem and found a lot of those cool DeFi guys, NFT guys in, 2000, in 2018, 19, and now, and we invest into those guys. And by this kind of investment, we gradually found out somehow we can do something more. Then we started a new project called Shanghai Gallery. And actually, in the beginning, the Shanghai Gallery is just like you know a virtual gallery on Decentraland. Uh, I have some mm. virtual lens, lens slots on Decentraland, on CryptoVoxel, on, on Sandbox. Then I put some my you know slots and combine those slots into uh, estate, and uh, I hired some uh, uh, designers, architectures to build up the Shanghai Gallery for me. And from that time, I invested into some other cool gallery guys, gallerists, and worked with those gallerists, with those artists, curators to perform some you know curations on Decentraland, on other those you know metaverses. And uh, the next stage is that I'm going to create a DAO. This DAO is called a DAO, just a, a DAO, yeah. And the a DAO is going to somehow to help some other young guys, you know, to pursue some um, their, uh, their, their, their career in Web3 world, in crypto art world. I will be there like angel, very, very early angel investors to give them as a very small check to help them to start their business inside the uh, the crypto world. So using Decentraland and the Shanghai Gallery as a jump off point, you've created these sort of digital spaces 
that new artists can use because it goes on with the conversation you were talking about earlier about how this is a new space and you're reinventing the rules as you wish. What do you look for in in the artists that the Digital Renaissance Foundation and your colleagues mm -hmm. um, try to get behind? Like, how do you agree on who to support and who to invest in? Mm. Yeah, we definitely have some kind of, you know, uh, criteria you can see that yeah uh, we are going to we love we are going to help those artists some you know people in like the third world countries like Philippines Indonesia uh, Africa countries Latin America countries you know uh, since so artists within these countries they are very rarely heard in the mainstream world, but they definitely are very cool, good artists, great artists, you can say that. So, and another point is we we are supporting those LGBTQ artists everywhere. Since we, we thought about, you know, they, they, they need some kind of presence in the Web3 world to be heard everywhere. And uh, also, we are going to support those artists who are going to re-innovate the art with their cool technologies, like the AI technology, who, you know, which is so-called generative artists, and also the big data artists and other cool technology artists. And yeah, this is several kind of, you know, you, you can say artists we are going to support, we are going to show on. So it's artists in general in that are they've been outside of the mainstream people who in the past 20 30 years really had to independently come up with their own funding and their own means of distribution so are there any projects that you've worked with the last few years that stick out like particular creators who you've really been proud of i'm sure you, there are there's a lot because you've supported so many people but a few specific projects that you can look back and say, oh, wow, that's that's amazing. We pulled that off, you know? Does anything come to mind? Actually, I'm a supporter. I support those artists and those, you know, entrepreneurs. But not, I cannot say that, you know, I just uh, cannot put off something like a, a, a startup. So I'm very proud of that. I'm the earliest collectors and uh, uh, investors in the crypto domain in China and uh, I have a lot of those my fellow people in China to know about that NFT can make something different and crypto art is a real art crypto art can can be great so I had some kind of like communities in China one is called crypto art panda this is a community for artists only and I support those artists in China, especially young artists in China, to let those guys know about that. They can have a totally career path in crypto art world. You see, since you know the situation for artists, if you would like to say, you know, in the United States or some other Western countries, artists they are suffering from lacking of fund, lacking of kind of like exposure in uh, our media or some other those platforms. The situation in China is 100 times worse. Wow. You see, since the yeah, <laughs> kind of you know, can, so called uh, can choose <laughs> within China. So uh, I have those artists to be shoot to be exhibited on platforms, and also I have some other 
uh, another community called Metaverse Adventures. This is like, like, like a community for those collectors, for those fans, for those you know, who appreciate crypto arts, appreciate uh, metaverse experiences. So I let every day, sorry, every Tuesday night we have, I have a, a podcast in Chinese called uh, Meme Tuesday. I introduce what is going on What's what is on trading within the crypto world, with especially within the crypto art and NFT domain, to let us people in China know about that, so that they can be part of, uh, they can be part of the world. I mean the crypto world, since very you know strict policies against uh, cryptocurrencies, against uh, this, this this Web three concepts in China. This is kind of like a window a window for people in China to know about yeah, and also to be part of that. And I think this is something maybe I can say I'm proud of, I'm proud of, uh, of that. I have a people in China and have the artists in China uh, to be part of the very, you know, booming uh, in industry of crypto art and NFT. Do your artists feel censored or do they feel like they can say whatever they want? In China, besides, uh, you know, in China, if an artist would like to be heard, he or she have to work with some kind of like, uh, I mean, like the galleries, definitely everywhere else uh, are the same. But in China, these galleries, they almost, they are controlled by some, you know, so-called, uh, you know, this uh, kind of like cool guys. Also, not cool guys, not very uh-huh. cool guys. So they, they they have to be cooperative, be cooperative with the government, with some uh, capitals in China, and uh, the criterion for art, I think, is not very important for those galleries, for those artists. But within the Web3 domain, they can speak everything on themselves. So I think this is very cool points that why artists, especially in China, love crypto art. A lot of those so-called like blue chip artists in China are approaching me. They are also going to try something new within this domain. Uh, even, you know, they have been established in their, you know, own art, I mean the, the artistic domains like performance art, dancing, and also music, of course, as well. Yeah, I think there's a very good sign. Artists, not only those young artists, but also those established artists, they are also fond of crypto and uh, the Web3 domain. And uh, I think within the next five years, the mainstream of the art, uh, the artistic world in China, we realize that NFT is somehow kind of game changer, a real game changer for 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 the industry in China, for the market in China, and uh, as well as so, I mean, these galleries, these auction houses, these even for kind of like those uh, colleges, those academic guys. They will be part of the movement. They will be part of the kind of like trend. That's where that, this is something I'm going to push forward. You've been at the beginning of it and um, you've got a lot of great things to say and a 
great perspective. And I want to direct people to check out uh, Yin at Cal Armand on Twitter. I think it's cool that his link on his Twitter page for the Digital Renaissance Jump Off Point is an Arweave link. You, you, you're hosting your, your HTML on with Arweave. And also I'm going to, I'm putting my podcast, Meme Tuesday, on Arweave as well. I'm working with Permcast, yeah, Permcast to upload every session of my, the, the, pro, the, 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 I mean, the Meme Tuesday on Arweave. Oh wow! So we're bo- so both of our projects are on the permacast. That's really cool. Oh, okay, great, great. Yeah. Thank you for your very thoughtful answers and your wonderful responses. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yin Cal, thank you for being on the episode. It was a great interview, and we'll be back next time with another exciting interview. Know before you stow your data forever. I'm Andrew, and this has been the Rcast.